Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our Blitz, 3.30 in the house. Oscar Lopez here. In about an hour, we are going to have the Salty One, Mackenzie Brooks, plus X-League insider Nate Ward. And we're going to be talking everything NFL, women's gridiron news and notes from the hub. And then the first hour, we are going to have the opportunity to talk to Wynn Flato Donnelly on the WFA offseason news, the Born to Play documentary success, which you're going to be able to get a replay once again. You can go to ESPN, ESPN Plus. Uh, if you missed it on ABC Network, uh, you can still get the replay this coming weekend, July 26th. It will be ESPN 2 is where you're going to get the replay. Very impactful, uh, recommended, highly recommended. Uh, it is a amazing job by uh, Very Lieberman and featuring the 2018 uh, Boston Renegades. To 2018 champion Boston Renegades and you're going to get to see a lot of the documentaries too. If you've missed it already uh, this is an opportunity for you to dive in to one of the best documentaries in women's uh, gridiron that we've seen uh, probably ever at this point. It's well, very well done. It is a, a great opportunity for you to dive into the sport with an amazing franchise that uh, the Boston Renegades. So check it out July 26th. Uh, I believe it's 11 a.m. Pacific 2 p.m. Eastern, so you can dive into, um, you know, Google your time zone as to what the times will be. You can also look it up on your favorite carrier, and then you go from there as well. So we're going to be talking to uh, Wynn in a couple minutes here on the state of the WFA and all the stuff that's happening for her in terms of the offseason, uh, COVID-19. We're going to dive into, obviously, the documentary and the success of the documentary and how that affects them in terms of sponsorship and branding going forward for 2021. We're also going to dive into, uh, you know, things that they've, they're working with their sponsors as well, like uh, uh, Glacier Clinic, supporting the coaches and doing a lot of things with the league going forward. So uh, WFA, normally we would criticize and say recreational model, but I, I, I got to give them credit. I was one of those people. And uh, the owners, uh, Lisa King, the various WFA owners now have really stepped up their game. I don't know if it's because the WNFC became a competition mentality and everybody's out to kind of one-up each other. But the bottom line is uh, the Women's Football Alliance is here. It is represented well uh, given the NFL realms with uh, Jennifer King, Callie Branson, um, Katie Sowers, and even uh, Coach Lori Locus in the NFL realm. So, you know, we've got to give them their credit for uh, bringing attention to the league and as well as having that um, – opportunity to get more sponsorships and to bring attention to the sport. Um, college flag is here. It's kind of an outlet in a way. Uh, high school flag is of Jen Welter, um, and then you also have um, Coach Dion Lee working on that aspect of it, going into the, the opportunity. And then we have college flag, as we talked to uh, Angelica Grayson uh, on the previous podcast. So there's opportunity to create a, a feeder system in a way where we can get players from the flag mentality into the WFA, WNFC, or even WFLA um, to have the opportunity for them to have an outlet for professionalism. 
Of course, um, the WFA hasn't promised to pay players. The WNFC hasn't promised to pay players. Uh, the WFLA has made a promise and commitment to pay the players. It has not happened yet. It is structured as it, as it plans out right now. They're still working on everything that obviously it would take to do that, and that's some of the things that happen. Speaking of the WFLA, the WFLA announces this week they will launch WFLA apparel, official apparel. They will launch it on uh, on their uh, WFLA, WFLAfootball.com site. Um, that was announced via Instagram by CEO Lupe Rose. So if you want to check it out, go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash gridiron beauties. Also amazing news this week. Uh, we had five, over 500 streams and downloads, 500 streams and downloads. Um, and that was confirmed via uh, chartable. Chartable is a ranking site that we use to gauge our metrics for our podcast. So I believe we have to give credit to a couple of the three podcasts that really threw us over the top. So, you know, shout out to Daniel Harvey, Sherry Waga, Adrian Smith, and of course, Viri, uh, Viri Lieberman uh, for jumping us over and getting us that amount of downloads and stream downloads. So, you know, thanks to them. We, I think we're at over 590 downloads as of July 14th. So we are, bringing attention to the sport in a way where now our podcast is something that is being listened to internationally. Shout out to Australia, Canada, UK, and Spain uh, on the international realm. Really appreciate you guys listening, sharing our stuff, sharing, downloading, subscribing, uh, giving us the awesome rating on Apple, another awesome rating on Spotify, and ultimately giving us a great rating on um, pretty much on iHeart. So, uh, we are ranked, I think, 48 for the week, a top top 50 in football, in the football subcategory in terms of Apple Podcasts, uh, down currently as of today at 135. So our goal is to get to uh, the top 100 and stay within that 50 to 100 realm. Uh, we're going to get there. I believe we'll get there in about maybe 8 to 12 weeks. Uh, everybody continues to support and subscribe. And everybody's done a great job so far supporting us, so we really appreciate that. But uh, overall, if we get an iHeart in the top 50 or any of the three platforms that we're talking about, it's going to be amazing for us to uh, bring in more attention to the sport. Uh, becoming like a top 50 podcast, um, it becomes a lot more opportunity for us to uh, really stream it out and share it. And once we share it, obviously the, we get an opportunity to grow as a podcast. Uh, we're not making any money here. Uh, none of our co-hosts get paid. I don't get paid, uh, but we really are grateful to Zazzle.com. Zazzle.com has been our supporter for almost uh, nine years running. They are supporting us in terms of the No Joke Football Shop. They've, they're the ones that pay the bill for us to be on the air and give us the promo time. So if you haven't checked out the No Joke Football brand, you can go to the Facebook page, No Joke Football brand, or you can go to IG at No Joke Football. And, or you can go directly to the website at uh, Zazzle.com forward slash gridironbeauties at the No Joke Football Shop. You can save up to 25% off on at the shop. You get everything there, leggings, uh, hoodies, and everything. And if you don't want anything from that, from us, it's not a big deal. You can always buy something from Zazzle, and Zazzle is awesome. And I want to just be uh, uh, give you a, a heads up. Due to COVID, some of the factories that we work with or they work with um, unfortunately, it, the, the, there's some delay times in terms of turnaround time. 
Normal time would have been 14 days. Now we're looking at about 22 days or more. So I really want uh, everybody, if you do buy something from us, just be made aware now that there might be some delay in terms of productivity. And based on states that some of the factories that Zazzle has, some of those have been either shut down or temporarily um, removed based on mandate from COVID in certain counties or, or cities. But overall, it's been okay. Internationally, the same way. It's just taking a little longer to uh, ship out some things. If you're in the States, you can take advantage of a $10 for Zazzle Black. You save money. So if you come back often to us, you obviously save a lot, a lot of money. All right. Uh, we are nine years on Twitter. We're celebrating nine years on Twitter this whole month. Uh, we are the number one Twitter source of women's American football. We're close to, uh, I think, almost 7,000 on Twitter. So I really appreciate everybody uh, following us, sharing, retweeting, doing what you can, bringing attention to the sport, uh, and giving us the uh, you know high fives. Uh, thanks to Lori Locus and all the other players that uh, you know gave us the high fives this, this uh, coming week for the Twitter anniversary. Nine years on Twitter. And uh, we're really awesome. Uh, we've done a great job on Twitter. We're still, we can still do more. And uh, it's awesome that we are the number one Twitter source, Twitter sports source, for bringing attention to women's gridiron, women's American football. Uh, and we are probably one of the best networks on the planet, uh, bar none. We have the best uh, network in terms of people bringing attention to the sport. Uh, we're talking Europe, Australia. Uh, we have contacts pretty much all over the place, South America, Central America. Um, if you want to know what's going on in the sport, we are the place to go. So at the hub, facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. You can catch our podcast, like I said, on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, iHeart, Spotify. You can also check out our podcast on globalwomensportsradio.com and always at the flagship, Block Talk Radio. All right. So week five in the IWFA, the Icon Women's Football Association in Ravens, uh, just routing the battle that we thought was going to be very competitive, and it just turned out to be, uh, after two quarters, not a contest, unfortunately. So 84-8, to eight, Coastal Bend Legion fall, get their first loss of the season, uh, and the Austin Ravens on a roll, and they're looking forward to week six, coming up here July 25th. Austin Ravens taking on Harlan Harlingen Hive, and I real I really feel bad for the Hive because Austin is just so awesome and and so deadly. Uh, you got Michelle Marshall, you got Lilani Lopez, uh, you got Tashay Winfrey, uh, former uh, Legends Football League ballers on that on that squad, plus everybody else uh, from the former Austin Acoustics probably on that squad anyway. So we're looking at a pro team mentality versus an amateur type of mentality. Harlingen should be able to stay afloat, but I doubt they're going to win this game. Then second game is San Antonio, Texas Legacy, probably one of the premier teams in the Icon Women's uh, Football Association, probably one of the best teams in the country in terms of 8-on-8 action. Uh, They will take on Coastal Bend Legion. So Coastal Bend's got to just kind of clean up themselves because they got to meet up another talented and proven winner in San Antonio, Texas legacy. So icon women's football association week six, July 25th, we are looking at a good clash two matchups. Uh, you can follow them on Facebook at IWFA. Uh, we're going to see if we can upload some video. We talked to Terrence Haywood 
they're going to be doing some uh, video there as well, so you can actually follow them there. We'll probably post up a couple videos depending on what's going on with one of the games or the two games. But interesting to note here, we are looking at two teams, probably two of the best teams in the IWFA in terms of competition. Uh, can't wait to see Austin take on San Antonio, Texas Legacy. That will be the game that we want to watch. So uh, keep an eye out for the IWFA. Uh, the other uh, competition that was announced this week, Gridiron Queensland is going to have a season. So uh, given the information that they gave us, um, we're going to have a season here. September 19th is what we're shooting for in terms of Gridiron Queensland. Uh, I don't know uh, the schedule yet or the fixture at this point. We will see when it comes out, and we will go ahead and kind of adjust that and kind of give you some of the matchups that we're going to be looking for for a season. Uh, the other uh, op thing that's coming up, it's going to be Women's Hall of Fame deadline, July 25th. So you got till the 25th this week to put yourself in the uh, for the Hall of Fame, to go into play for the Hall of Fame All-Star, December 3rd through the 5th, and that's going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada, all pending COVID, of course. So it's a situation where we're going to have COVID or we're not going to have COVID. So it's, that's going to change out a little bit. The other event that's happening in September, AFE All-Stars. So um, RWB Sports Events presents AFE All-Stars Women, September 19th through the, uh, on 2020. Uh, the North American Bowl will be at 12 p.m. AFE versus WTFL All-Stars. Then we have the Florida Bowl at 3.30, and that's going to be Florida, Florida All-Stars versus Ohio All-Stars. And then we're going to have at 7 p.m. the Tangerine Bowl, uh, WANFC La Muerte de las Cruces will be taken on former USWSFL Hampton Roads Lady Gators, who are now in the Women's Tackle Football League. So, uh, got a, a little bit of changeover in terms of you know events. Uh, depending on COVID, all these all these events are pending at this point uh, because of COVID. So, depending on what's happening with COVID, we'll decide whether these events actually take place. So. Just uh, be aware of that as a flag for it at this point. So let's go into the huddle, sponsored by Zazzle.com. And you can go to the, uh, to the site now at uh, Zazzle.com forward slash Square Iron Beauties. Get your gear there up to 25% off and use the code there. Um, if you've got a better code, use the one that's on the special if it's higher than 25% off. So take advantage of that, hoodies, tees, and everything else. Shout out to uh, our new newest fleet that we announced. Dorian Bridges, former Chicago Force WFA champion and former Chicago Bliss Legends Football League champion. So we got her on board this week. So check it out at the No Joke Football Brand on Facebook. All right, let's go into the huddle and let's bring in the voice of the WFA and the talented owner of the Mile High Blaze, and that would be Wynn Domini. How you doing, Wynn? Hey, how's it going, Oscar? Doing fantastic. How you doing with COVID state? Oh man, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty blessed over here. I, I I've been able to go to work every day, and and things are going good. So I'm I'm all right. All right. So you're in Colorado. So I guess Colorado isn't such a lockdown like everywhere else, like Texas, Florida, and California. <laughs> Thank God, I'd be going crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's like out here, it's like uh, we got we got to the point. We're getting to the point where, you know, things are just not looking great and so like texas and florida so let's hope things improve you know what i mean it's like it's getting 
a little ridiculous in some instances and then some counties are okay other counties are not and so at some point i like it because now everybody's kind of assessing counties instead of just trying to do all state mandates and kind of focusing on you know certain areas that obviously are affected more than others that helps out with businesses and things like that i i'm i'm hoping for it to start slowing down I, i i mean i don't see that happening right now but but i sure am hoping for it yeah um what uh when what's the state of the WFA cancel season? Are you guys still monitoring COVID at this point, or are you going to be monitoring it till January? Are you guys just getting feedback from everybody, or? Oh yeah, we're definitely we're definitely monitoring um, you know the situation. Um, I I don't know. I've kind of viewed this as is uh, of course it's horrible for the players and for everyone. I mean we all want to see mm-hmm. football going on, right? But it's it's kind of been a blessing in a way. Um, to where I've had a lot of extra time to be able to do things that, you know, you don't normally have the time for, you know, so that's a good thing um, that we can work on football from behind the scenes in just a little bit different way. But yeah, we're, we're monitoring everything. Uh, We're taking a look at what could happen, um, what we could possibly, you know, make work, et cetera. And, and our board keeps meeting, you know, at least, you know, every two to three weeks to assess what's going on. So we're on. What do you, uh, have you spoken to Lisa um, and figured out, you know, uh, what's our course at this point, or is it just, like you said, we're just taking it one month at a time, basically. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's the best way to handle things. At least that's how I feel at this point um, because things change, you know, so often and so drastically, um, you know, like for instance, here in Colorado, we can have, you know, groups of 25 Vegas, you know, they're, they're open, they're able to play games, but then you look at teams, you know, in Texas or whatever, and it's complete shutdown. So we've got to stay on top of it and, and, you know, keep in touch with what's going on um, for all of our teams to make the best decisions. So, yeah. The challenge was basically to play a season with all the complications, and we've talked to every league, and I think that the logistics was just a nightmare, right? You got a bus tours, no oh. bus lines, you got yeah. airlines, just a mess, right? So there's like the normal course of getting, you know, players or teams to a destination to play a game completely just out of the norm, and it just wasn't stable enough to even consider. And then also the state of the fact that. You know, people are out of work. Some of the players might, might not be working. They're furloughed. You know, just a lot of things out of the football mentality. And so I, I think in terms of the U.S. scene, uh, that was the right decision by a lot of the leagues just to kind of just oh, re- yeah. refocus for 2021. You, you, know, you know what's been really cool about that is, you know, I, man, it 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 made my stomach hurt to think about, you know, canceling the season and, and what this was going to do and how this could affect players and teams and owners and sponsors. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just, hey, we're not going to play a game, right? But it's been absolutely incredible to see the players. And and I'm not just talking about the WFA. I'm talking about in general um, of all the leagues that they have been completely supportive and understanding, um, you know, and having to cancel the season and, and possibly look at doing things differently, you know, um, it, it's 
it's been nothing but but support and understanding. And I, man, I want to thank the players, you know, in all leagues for for you know for doing that, for making this a lot easier. When uh, tough decision for the board when you guys come up with, I, I mean, it's it's somewhat easy in a way because you think about. Um, everything that's happened in the different states, and you can't control anything, any of it. And so, ultimately, you know, the safety of the player was the decision made by all the leagues, which I think is the right decision. It just, you know, we're it's above the game, basically. This whole virus unknown. We have no vaccine yet. We're still working on, you know, trying to monitor uh, what do you call the data, and trying to figure out, mm-hmm. you know, how to go about it to, in a safe manner and things like that. So, uh, I really applaud everybody. Just shutting down i mean we talked to all the other leagues too and that was their mentality too is like they're not going to we're not going to ride with you know to sacrifice something for the sport and then ultimately lose a life or you know that kind of situation so it was just retool basically for the next year of course i mean the players come first if we don't have players we don't have anything you know and and their safety is is crucial i mean it's everything and then, you know, you got to bring in the fact that, you know, a lot of these, these girls might have kids, you know, or might right. be taking care of their parents. I mean, you never know. So it's, it's so much more than, than just one player. I mean, it's, it's huge. Um, so doing what's best for them, you know, that's an easy decision. It's just it's hard to say out loud, you know, the season's canceled. That, that, that's not fun. You know, and and having to, I mean, look at all the uh, gosh, all the rookies that you know that have come in, and you know this was supposed to be their first season. They're gearing up, and it's mm-hmm. March, and it's just you know it's done. But hopefully, you know, everybody, like I said, has been completely understanding and supportive, and it's been it's been great from behind the scenes to be able to work with players and work with owners, and um, you know work on improving and, and strengthening our foundation for 2021. Um, when the visibility of the WFA on an international and large scope in the NFL, um, I mean, really gives you guys a legitimate uh, in status more so than any other league currently. So, I mean, you know, Katie in San Francisco, Callie in Cleveland, you got Jennifer in Washington, you got Lori in Tampa, um, you guys got to be very proud in your league, and they're now in you know supporting uh, these NFL teams in a way where they're going to be facilitators and they're going to make a difference somehow. Heck yeah! I mean, I'm this is this is more than just the WFA, right? I mean, this is this is women that have you know put their life into um, football, and it's their passion, and they have worked and given up so much to get where they are, you know, and, and whether they're in the WFA or the WNFC or, or, or wherever, you know, the point is, is that they're amazing coaches and they've worked their tails off to get where they are and they deserve every bit of, of what they're doing. So I, you know, I'm just proud of them as women, as coaches, as football players, et cetera. I mean, it's it's great. It's great for the sport in general. And that's, I mean, that's key. All right. I was highly critical. I'm one of the guys that said, okay, WFA recreational, right? We talked about it for a long length of time, even off air and things like that. And then sure. all of a sudden, you know, fireworks start going off. You got KT, KT tape. 
you got secrets, um, you start getting, you know, Glacier Clinics, um, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the sponsors start coming in. So when would you attribute competition to the sponsors or was that already in the works before any competition with another league at this point? Or did you guys already were working on these relationships prior to, you know, because people are going to say, okay, the WNFC, WNFC came onto the scene and all of a sudden the WFA, boom, starts getting sponsors. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, I'm not I'm not in competition with the WNFC. I I you know, we're we're out here doing the same thing. Um we're here to to promote women's football and to put a phenomenal product out there and do the best that we can, right? Um so my sole purpose and my goal is to make sure that our league, the WFA that that I'm affiliated with um, is doing the best that it can and that we're giving the community, the public, people the best product possible, that we're giving players every opportunity that we possibly can, you know, I mean, that, that's, what, that's what it should be about. Not, you know, not a direct competition with, um, you know, with the WNF, WNFC or, or anyone else. Um, you know, we, we do speak with OJ. I mean, we've had meetings, you know, with, with the other league um, just because we, when it comes down to the bottom line, we're here for football. You know, we're not here to just outdo each other. You know what I mean? So um, we, we've been working on a lot of this stuff for quite some time and it's really, you know, coming to fruition right now, you know, with COVID us being able to devote more time to that, and um, dive in, you know, deeper. So, um, when sponsorships uh, is that a, a collective? I mean, are, are we talking about one person making this, making all these uh, deals happen, or are we talking about a group of owners making all these deals happen? In, in terms of the leadership of the league, in other words, who's is it just a collective of owners? You know, um, the communication. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that. Um, you know, Lisa and I, you know, I mean, gosh, I spend a lot of time with Lisa on the phone and talking and having meetings and, you know, working, working these, um, these deals out with, with companies. Um, we may have owners that approach us and say, hey, look, you know, this is a possibility. I know this person, et cetera. So I think it's, it's everybody coming together. Um, that wants to to put the league in in the limelight. We want to push forward, and you know we couldn't do that without all the owners and players. So it's it's collective. It's amongst all of us. Revamping the dev, the website has really, I think, uh, I don't know if you've gotten any traffic, but I think it looks way better than it was, you know, two or three years ago. It looks more pro. Yeah. Uh, upgrading it, right? Making it look more mm-hmm. bold. Um, so I don't know who, you know, who your, they call your geek engineer is, but shout out to them for, you know, doing the changes <laughs> and making it happen. Um, but I will definitely uh, pass that along. Yeah. Glacier clinics. Let's talk about that. And the announcement you made this, this week about, um, you know, doing the WFA channel on their, on their, uh, site and how that's going to improve, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the coaching and everything else. Sure. So um, we we had a sponsorship with Glacier um, that was supposed to be for 2020, and um, we did have a lot of coaches that were able to access and, and use 
um, you know, everything, all the tools that they have to offer. But we, we were really, um, we were really excited when Glazier, you know, talked to us and said, Hey, you know, we, we've got bigger things for you guys. We definitely are on board for 2021. Let's go bigger. Well, let's do, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so when they offered us a channel, a, um, WFA channel in their vault, um, that's huge. And basically what that is, is it's, um, a channel on their page where people can go in and let's say you have a favorite coach. Um, you can go in and you can type that coach's name in if they, you know, if they have a channel on the vault and you can get all of their, their tools and their education and their videos and all that. So they have um, given us a space for a WFA channel for our coaches and uh, putting on camps and, um, talks and meetings and all that good stuff. So anyone will be able to go on there and have access to that and receive, um, you know, all of the information that our coaches are going to be giving out. Um, and it tied in perfect with, you know, the introduction of the WFCA, the, the Women's Football uh, Coaches Alliance. And uh, we're really, really excited about that to be able to um, provide, you know, our WFA coaches with the education, the tools, um, the forum where they can, you know, communicate amongst each other and, um, you know, just have a place where they can talk and work through stuff. It's, it's going to be great for them. And to be able to uh, make sure the coaches are on the same page, you know, as far as rules and um, best techniques, best way to teach, you know, um, even if a coach is saying, hey, man, I, I, you know, I could use some help in how I can translate this to a female, you know, there's really no place for them to chat and do that. So we're pretty excited about that. Now, streaming everything down, we've never had that before. So this is a huge uplift and an elevation that we've never had before. So, you know, shout out to you guys for and, and Glacier Clinics for even offering that type of platform. I, I think that to your point, to provide necessary guidance and tools and education and to produce, you know, high level coaching is, is a great standard to set because now it's kind of streamlined on all teams and it makes uh, every owner accountable. Right. So, you know, it started, it started um, with our, our ref program to where all of our WFA refs have to be NCAA certified Um, or they have to pass a written test that is basically, you know, just like the NCAA test with the WFA rules, et cetera. And then we've got a database um, where, you know, we keep those reps and all games, those particular reps must be used to, to do that. So it started there, making sure that, you know, everybody was in line, everybody was getting the same level of, of reps at their games and then we transitioned that into the pack um, for players, and now we're moving on to coaching as well. So we're trying to hit all areas, you know, to make sure that we're supporting the growth and that we're, you know, maintaining a level of education for everyone um, to keep things progressing forward. How excited are you as uh, an owner when you see all these changes in front of you and what feedback are you getting from the rest of the owners? Like, are they excited that we're getting to a state of like a stable league 
recognizable league. And ultimately here in the States, it's something that, you know, we're going to have to penetrate women's sports into a, into a normal for people to realize, oh, WFA, yeah, I understand, just like the WNBA in, as an example. So we're getting to that stage sure. now where one of these three leagues is going to get noticed on a normality where, you know, women's football is going to be kind of like, oh, I want to watch that, right? You're not even going to question mm-hmm. anymore. I just want to turn the channel and just watch it. Yeah, it's 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 an exciting time for women's football. I mean, every day you're seeing an article or, you know, a, a coach has stepped up or something's occurring to where the sport is progressing. And, um, you know, what else could you ask for? You know what I mean? Um, the rest of the stuff, all the, you know, whether it's bickering or drama or whatever, that's that's small stuff. You know, let's let's grow and let's grow properly. Um, I don't mean like just take on a bunch of teams. That is not what I'm saying at all. But growing as far as education, that's a big deal. Um, in in the years that I've been involved, you know, with women's football, um, there really isn't education for, for the players or for the coaches. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're a coach. Okay, let's talk. Um, oh, you played basketball in high school? Great, let's talk. Well, we need to start from the bottom and and start educating and, and teaching these people, um, the players, the coaches, the refs, even owners, um, you know, giving everybody the right tools so that we can be successful all the way around. And I think that's a key right there. Like you said, if you have it in a business, every business has to do that. So it's no different for each individual team to really take responsibility for that. And then if you give the tools, obviously there's guidelines there. And, uh, you know, it should be, you know, like to your point, a progressive state to where everybody's comfortable now. We all are speaking the same language in terms of guidance, in terms of coaching and teaching. And it just it's going to elevate the game a lot more in terms of the on-field performances. Absolutely. I mean, uniformity is is – so important and people don't realize that you know until you know you've got 3,000 players and you know lord knows how many coaches and you know 60 plus teams um it's it's important to be on the same page yeah I, i i agree i think this is exciting for me because i've been covering you guys for 10 years and the last three and a half years uh you guys have impressed me every year and I had I had been Aww. highly critical. You know of everything. I've been I was highly critical before. Recreational model. We we've, we've had it on group mm-hmm. boards, right? And so yep. now it's kind of like, you know, I got to give you guys a shout out because you guys have done a lot of laboring, and we here we are front and center. And like you said, we're we're not done yet. We're still, you know, if the season would have been happening, we would we would have had eleven sports as well on on a big platform like that, and that would have elevated the league even more. Um, oh, absolutely. When, how excited were you um, July 1st, born to play? I had Veri here, uh, a couple of podcasts, uh, last, what, 329. Um, mm-hmm. She was very informative. I, I got to tell you, um, I, I've seen a lot of documentaries uh, from women's, you know, women's football. If you go back to the vaults, mm-hmm. right, YouTube and everywhere else. Uh, this, um, I want to say this is very, very impactful. I mean, I, I was teary-eyed when certain scenes uh, give me chills because this is huge, you know. And then to spotlight 
the best team in the WFA. I mean, the, the best team in the WFA. And, the, and the, their mm-hmm. story, collapse of the ownership, the rebirth with, mm-hmm. with Mia and Aaron and, and Molly. Um, I mean, it's just uh, she did justice, in other words. That's what I'm saying. She did a really great job. Yeah, I told her, you know, I, I had a meeting um, uh, yesterday with a head coach for um, a team in Colorado. I, I'm sorry, in California. I apologize um, for the men's football team there. And he had even watched it. And I had a conversation with Barry last night, and I said, you know, I'm going to tell you something that's pretty cool if you ask me. And she goes, what's that? And I said, you know, I, I was speaking with this coach last night, and he told me that he's actually seen it. And he was telling me about parts of the movie, so I knew that he did see it, right? And Barry mm-hmm. told me that, you know, she, she just started crying, that it was – that that made her day, that that right there, the fact that, that someone – in California, a, a, a men's college football coach watched her film, was, meant everything to her. I mean, that's a big deal when you think about it. You know, of course, we're going to have a lot of, a lot of um, you know, the league watching it, whether it's our league or the WNFC or, or whatever league, you know, all the girls are going to watch it, right? But knowing that there's people out there that aren't associated with women's football, and, you know, have been on the biggest platforms. You know, he's coached in the NFL. He's coached on the college level. And he's sitting there telling me it's one of the, one of the best sports films that he's seen in a long time. Come on. That means women's football is on the map, and people do want to see it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, um, The League of Our Own is one of my favorite movies as well. And Holly was here last mm-hmm. week, and she spoke to it as well. And this is on that level. You know what I mean? This is on that level. It's, yeah. It is just, it's so impactful. You know what I mean? And to spotlight, to spotlight Shantae, Shantae Bonds, to spotlight, uh, oh, yeah. you know, Allison Cahill, right? I mean, mm-hmm. two of the pioneer players in our game, probably, you know, in, in every, in, in, the, in the world, basically, if you want to put it that way, you know, two of the best players on the planet. Um, I, I don't know. I, I got chills just, Thinking about, you know, if Allison was on a higher spotlighted level, right? If this was a normal level, like an NFL level, right? Like an X, XFL level. Uh, I mean, this girl would be on major covers, right? Magazine, everywhere, just for the right. laboring and all the talent and everything. And then, you know, Whitney Zeely coaching on the Boston Renegades sidelines. You know, the Whitney Zeely. For us, you know, that's like the Eric Dickerson of our time. You know, it's like that's right. like what we look at it um, to compare it to like on an NFL scale. Um, so, yeah, I, I you know, I, I got choked up a little bit. I cried a little bit. I got teary-eyed um, because I know all the sacrifice they go through, um, changing ownership. Right. I understand how that's also a sacrifice, right, trying to find the right sponsors to stay afloat, um, you know, the, all the laboring they've done with working with other women's sports leagues and women's teams around their local areas to get hooked up with them and working to, you know, just to get noticed. Right. Um, And then the the best part for me is just the fact that it's Boston. It's not California. It's not Southern, you know, the Southern States. This is Boston. Boston is a Metro and it's a big Metro in the United States. And for, for the WFA to showcase this amount of this, this amazing team uh, for very to, you know, to, 
just express that in a movie like that. Um, I mean, just, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's very rewarding. Uh, like I told her, you know, a lot of gratitude from all of us that have, are involved in the sport. Uh, just a masterpiece. I guess I, I got to put it together. It would be a masterpiece. Yeah. I told her, I was like, you know, I, you know, in talking with her, I was like, Vera, you have no idea what you have done for right. women's football. Um, there's little girls that are in elementary school that can watch this film and just have a dream and know that their dream is obtainable. You know what I mean? Um, there's areas that, that have no clue about women's football, right? Um, and, and for those little girls to be able to see something like this or even to have, you know, high school boys watch this film and see that, you know, we're legit too. You know, we can play football too. Um, and, and to have them just even be open to watching that and seeing that this is legitimate, hard-hitting, real football. Um, that's a big deal. I mean, it's priceless as far as I'm concerned. The doors that her film can can open for us, if open for everyone, is priceless. And I, I, I mean, there's nothing that I can say to her or that I can do for her to make her realize um, what she has done and how amazing it is. Yeah, she's just a. Uh... Awesome, awesome individual, uh, amazing woman. And I can tell you right now, um, watching that movie and you're sitting there and you're literally living, if you've played football, right, like to your point, you're mm-hmm. living what every team lives during the season, the eight weeks, and you're really looking at that, you know, every, you know, the bus rides, the the training offside, the working full-time on your regular job, you know, just, just the all that that – encompasses to get to game day and then the, the lights going right? off on the field all the all the <laughs> people that you have to you know rely on to put the show on which normally in the pro yeah. leagues right people get paid and and there's regular staff that takes care of stuff in our game you know you know people playing like you know three or four roles during the week just to get ready for that one game um i think really we talked about this uh what five years ago and i said if the WFA is going to make a name and put themselves on the map, uh, the East Coast is the gem. And I think Vary did that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's, you know, she's from Boston, which is what, mm-hmm. you know, excited her and, and uh, made her want to, you know, reach out and, and speak with, you know, the players and, and the owners um, of Boston. So it was like, I mean, it couldn't have been any better. You know, couldn't have asked for a, a better opportunity. So, and the way epic. she spotlighted the rivalries, you know, Pittsburgh, DC, Boston, DC, Pittsburgh. I mean, uh, the only thing I was missing, as I was talking to Burmy off off message, was probably if Chicago was still in the league, <laughs> that would have been the ultimate. The you know the triangle, the, the triangle, the triangle, and then obviously you know. Shantae Bond's uh, recalling of that that great matchup against the Force, which was probably oh, epic. That, yeah, in a ways. yeah, that that was amazing. I mean, just to hear. Okay, so again, even if you're a player in the league, right, you may not mm-hmm. ever get to see Boston play, and you certainly don't get to have conversations with Boston players or coaches. So to be able to sit down and watch 
um, how they interact with each other and to watch their bond with each other and um, what drives them and everything. It, it made you feel like, hey, they're just like us. You know, we're the same. Yes, they're Boston. They're amazing. But, wow, we speak the same language. We play the same game. You know, it's, it's, we're all family. That was pretty cool to see, too. Now, um, I can tell you that in terms of the international scene, a lot, I got a lot of messages from a lot of players, right? Because a lot of leagues in the international scene are very small, you know, eight to eight teams, you know, six to eight teams. And we're talking mm-hmm. like areas like Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Germany, you know, that kind of stuff. And so they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty tiny, right? But some of those sports out there overseas, you know, we don't, we don't get the attention. The leagues don't get the attention here report from the NCAA and the NFL, right? But overseas, some of those teams are uh, – the men's side is starting to support the ladies in terms of the university level and things like that. So this film mm-hmm. sort of like is a film that they can go ahead and say, this is what we want to do. This is how we want to play. This is why we want to contribute, right? So it's a film right. of contribution to present it on an, on an international scale where if you're starting a program, it, it's also a film that enlightens you and says, this is what we can become, right? This is what we as a team can contribute to the, the university on, a, on, a, on the women's side as well. So uh, a lot of players internationally, I mean, they were just blown away. And, and Boston, like I said, is probably the elite team on the planet. And to showcase them of course. and to put them in that spotlight – uh, I mean, God, it's just, I, I get chills, you know, I just, when I'm talking yeah, about I mean, it, it's just, it's it, just yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, what she has done, what she has accomplished, you know, with this film, there's, there's no words because it's, it's um, affected so many different areas, whether it's little girls wanting to play or possible sponsorships or partnerships or, you know, whatever it may be, it gives credibility to our sport and to everything that all of us, including yourself, you know, are busting their tails for every single day. It really, it was kind of like, it, it was that, yeah, that's us. And we, we are here and we do deserve, you know, to be seen. And I think she, I think she accomplished that big time. Yeah, she did an awesome job. Um, it's going to be on ABC. I mean, you missed it. It was on ABC this past week, right? It was on ESPN yep. and ESPN Plus. You can still get the replays there. And how excited are you? We are going to have it this week on ESPN 2, 2 p.m. Eastern. I believe it's 11 a.m. Pacific. So um, if anybody's yep. missed it, um, I guess you're you're under a rock because <laughs> there's so many chairs <laughs> yeah, and posts, no- right? Yeah, and I, I mean, in, in talking with Viri, she, you know, she let me know that, um, you know, ESPN lengthened the rights, uh, you know, on it for, for a year. I mean, that's insane. That's that basically what that says to me, um, you know, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a professional in that, that industry or anything. But, um, you know, for me, that makes me say, wow, okay, so it aired on ESPN, it moved over to ABC, and now it's going to ESPN two. I, I think people like women's football. You know. Oh yeah. I and think there's. I, a, I think there's you, a spot for us. I don't want to tell you a secret, but it's probably going to be on Hulu and Netflix, from what yeah. I'm told. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we're um we're, it would we're be on a la carte as well. Yep. Yeah. And that's be, pretty that's exciting. Be awesome. So a year of trust. Um, the fact that we have COVID nineteen really benefit us. So I guess we don't want to say the virus is great <laughs> because it helps us out, but in reality, I guess we have to applaud and say, without that, without this whole state, uh, we probably wouldn't have gotten this opportunity. But uh, Heck yeah. you know, it, it would just—I mean, it, you can it look at it great. either way. You can look at it in yeah. yeah, you can look at it in a bad light, or you can look at it in a, in a in a good light. And I'm choosing to look at it as you know. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of death, and there's been a lot of um, hardship with this, and you know, families. Um, going through a lot and and so on. But on the flip side, you know, like I said, it's given people time to be with their families, with their kids. Um, It's given us time to work on things like this. I mean, I'm sure you've had time to perfect the show and, and, you know, possible sponsors and all that good stuff. You know, I mean, it really has worked out the best that it possibly can for, for what it is, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. I've been blessed a, a lot, you know, in terms of the downtime because that's this is what I normally did, but because of the fact that we have a more calmer state in a lot of ways because you're a little confined, like you said, you find the time to get more mm-hmm. creative. You're 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 on Zoom calls, you're on more phone calls, uh, you're on you know you're on Messenger video, on every platform or every anything you find. There's a lot of way to communicate that you wouldn't have never thought of communicating before. So it's given you a lot right. more tools that you have before. And then time management is really increased in a way where you want to be more productive, you know, find things to do and to be productive. Um, so, but yeah. I don't know, very Lieberman, uh, like I told her, she'll be going into the Neil Rosenthal second edition encyclopedia. So she's going to be right there, one of the, uh, you know, contributors to our sport. Uh, and then, you know, hats off to her and her, her amazing crew as well. And then the relationships that she put together, like she said, you know, it's something that um, it was just there and it happened and people believed it. And for ESPN to, to just, uh, Hey, let's go with it. Right. To trust her that way. Um, what, what a movie. So if you missed it, it's July 26, 2 PM Eastern, 11 AM Pacific. Uh, you can always Google your own area uh, ESPN two, and it's going to be born to play the story of the 2018 championship Boston Renegades. And uh, I I should say back-to-back champions, 2019 as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, it was a great story featuring um, uh, the LA Warriors, DC Divas, as well as the Pittsburgh Passion as well within the documentary. And then the talented uh, Allison Cahill, Shante Bonds, front and center. So uh, I I don't know. Like I said, I, I get chills just talking about it and, I'm definitely watching. I, I think I've watched it like almost 25 times now <laughs> and with donuts and everything else at home. So I will have to admit, you know, oh. I, I have watched it almost 50 times now, probably close to 50 times. So it's just that, that it's, you know, that awesome. In other words, it just draws you in and you don't, you just want to watch it again. How bad did you cry with a letter? That's the key. At the oh, end, I cried. When she read the letter. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> I was in theory. Yeah, I, I'm telling you the whole time. time I had emotions. And and like I said, it's like a league of our own, as Holly was saying. This is it draws you into an emotional state, um, and then at the same time, it's just it's like yeah, our sport is here, right? Yeah, finally somebody 
understands and realizes that we do play the sport at a high level. It's just, it was just like that. It was just like high-fiving everybody, you know, it's like in the room, just kind of like just slapping everybody around. Yeah, it's it's that credibility that I think that women's football has, has unfortunately lacked. Um, and I think this film achieved that. I got a lot of messages from international players, and I think your league is now, you know, they, everybody sees this, everybody used to see this league as on a world stage, right? And I think now mm-hmm. with this documentary and everything that's happening, uh, we have a lot of players that, you know, this is this is the league that they'd probably want to come back to, you know, once this COVID state is out. You know, I'm talking about international players coming over for a season and things like that. We've always had international players in the WFA from different countries, you know. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think now it's kind of like, let's go play in America mentality, right? Given the fact that you're yeah. one center and endings are, and you got Katie, you got Jennifer and you got Callie and Lori and ever they see, okay, these, these people are in the NFL. Right. And then uh, right. You know, shout out to Sam report for doing the, uh, um, the forums, which have helped a lot of people in scouting, administrative, uh, coaching. Um, so I think a lot of players internationally are now going to be driven to try to come to the state. Yeah, I've I've actually gotten a few phone calls myself, um, you know, from players, um, you know, looking shopping teams and, you know, trying to see what the best fit is. And um, I I think it's great. I think it's fabulous. Um, the more the the more the merrier. Um, as far as you know, athletes go that that want to play and want to be on the big stage, like you know, let's do it. Let's get let's get it on. I think it's a great thing because it's kind of like uh, one of those um, international studies mentality where, you know, the WFA is going to have to find a way to get some sort of a visa program and, you know, sponsor a player to, sh- to to play for the eight weeks type of mentality. So it can't be done. It's, you know, it's been done in other leagues and things like that. So it's just a matter of structuring it, making it more uh, easy for the international player to come over and, and get on a team or an area, you know. Um, because they normally Absolutely. have restrictions with the visa, but eight weeks is not, right. it goes by pretty fast. So it's kind of like a vacation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if it's possible, then, you know, I, I definitely want to make something like that happen for sure. All right. So, uh, when any other news that we missed or that I missed, I wanted to bring you on because you guys have put up so much stuff and then the documentary <laughs> has been so great um, and it's front and center on nationals on a national stage. And, uh, you know, shout out to you, Lisa, and all the owners in the WFA. And of course, uh, the talented athletes that play in your league. Well, you know, thank you. Um, you know, we, we did sign for 2021 um, with 11 sport and they are going to be televising our games. Um, so we're going to have a game or two of the week every week, and 11 Sports has agreed to air those on national television every week. Um, they're also going to do our, you know, our playoffs and championship and all that good stuff. So, you know, unlike years before, you know, we were on ESPN for the championship, right? Um, right. Now people are going to be, you know, able to watch our games every single week throughout the whole season. That's a big deal. I'm I'm super no, that's, proud that's of that. Huge. I'm super proud. When that. I heard that, that was like a big moment because you know you have yourselves on 11 Sports, 
and you have uh, the other leagues also looking for broadcasting. So the fans, you know, the average fan is going to get to see, you know, the, the what you normally would have gotten like on an ESPN three mentality. Now it's you know right. it's going to be on an actual broadcast and and giving you attention. And is it going to be tape yeah. delay at this point, or is it going to be uh, live shown? No, it's going to be it's going to be tape delayed. Tape delayed, okay. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So that. Um, okay. That's that. I mean, it's 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 exciting. Um, I'm excited for the girls to be able to to be seen. You know, um, it, it's kind of cool when you can you call call someone and say, "Hey, you know, my game's going to be on TV. Watch me." You know, I mean, that's that's stuff that you know these girls deserve, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, another thing I can kind of clue you in on and let you know we are um, we just did a, a huge partnership with um, UMass, the college, um, with their sports management program, and we are working with a team of graduate students um, that are working together to put together a, a sponsor deck for us. Um, they've got a lot of uh, partnerships and contacts that we're working on um, to make some improvements in our league um, and to be able to go after some pretty big sponsors. So we're in talks, you know, with a lot of people right now. And um, just a huge shout out to UMass for, you know, wanting to do that, wanting to to use the WFA, um, you know, in the in their in their college. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's it, that's that's nice. insane to me. That's impressive. So that's something really cool. It's a, it's a good move. It's a very impressive on you guys' behalf as well because if somebody believes in you guys, you know, they have a trust and then a credibility mm-hmm. right there to the to the branding itself. Um, right. Uh, when every, uh, every sponsor seems like you guys have been really strategically working, you know, to benefit the player in some, in some format, right? And are you going yes. – is the goal to go into women's branding? Because I think that the smart way to go, we talked about it before. I've had conversations with other coaches, you know, around the league and their mentality is, you know, why aren't we chasing women's brands? Cause we always go for the bigger, mm-hmm. you know, bigger platforms. And given the fact that you have what over 3000 women playing in the league, think, you know, certain women's brands would be, uh, you know, able to like come in and sponsor even on a small scale. Right. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, we're definitely going after um, several different types of of companies and possible sponsors, even partnerships. I mean, it, partnerships are can be just as as important as you know a, a sponsorship. Um, so it's it's for us. You know, I, I like I said, I've really been focused on the player. Um, this this off season, if you will, and making sure that we're doing everything we can to support them, to give them what they need, um, to get them a little extra. You know, it's it's it, even if it's little, it's something. You know, we we want the players to know we stand behind them, we support them, and and you know we wouldn't be here without them. And so we're going to do whatever we can to to help that situation. So whoever it is, you know, we're coming after them, we're going after them and trying to secure um, the best partnerships and sponsorships possible for them. That's for sure. In your tenure, is, is this excite you a lot? The, the fact that we're here oh, and God. you've got so many people 
helping you out in terms of sponsors, the visibility, uh, the branding now somewhat elevated, you know, the redesigned website. I mean, there's just a lot of changes you guys have done in 24 months if you start looking back at 24 months, but in yeah. 24 months, which is very impressive. Yeah, when I when I came on, um, you know, I, I came in as, as an owner and then, you know, transitioned into the director of operations. Um, it was it was very important to me to not stay stagnant. If I was gonna if I was gonna come on and and do something, I want us to keep pushing forward. And I I don't want that to sound like that has anything to do with just me because it's not. We've got some of the most amazing um, people on our board. We've got some owners that are absolutely, I mean, just ridiculous in the amount of time that they spend and give you know, to our league. Um, I Certainly we wouldn't be doing this without Katie and, and Lowe and, you know, anyone else who has, who has been in our league and is, is out there, you know, paving the way. So it was just important to me that if we're going to do something, if, if I'm going to commit to doing this, that we're going to make moves. And, and that's what we have done as a board, as a league, um, you know, teams, the whole nine yards. So, Everyone has put in so much effort and so much time, and we've got to keep that momentum going, and we've got to keep, you know, riding the wave, if you will, you know, with Born to Play or with the new coaches association or, you know, being televised, all these things. We've got to keep keep riding on that and, and progressing. Well, I know you guys have done a great thing, so um, I try, I've been trying to get Lisa on uh, for a Tuesday, but at this point, I just have to tell her, you know, great job, awesome, uh, between you and her and then all the owners, what they've done so far. And you guys have just uh, blown our minds away. And then this Born to Play documentary has really been so impactful. I think it's a really good tool going forward for the WFA to really spotlight, you know, not just the branding, but really put put on the map that, you know, you have elite teams in this league that can play at a high college, high 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 school, and even – at some point, you know, even beat the Cleveland Browns on their own turf. That type of mentality. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. Well, you, know, you, you, you know, Oscar, you, you know, you've played a part in that too. I mean, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate you saying, you know, the things that you are and and um, you know, recognizing, you know, the hard work. But you know, you've you've done the same thing. Um, you know, when when I first started talking to you, your show it was there. Um, but man, over the last, you know, two years, three years, your show has exploded and has grown tremendously. And I think that says a lot about, you know, the sport in general, right? Um, we're yeah. growing, you're growing. Um, I, th- I think that's great. And, you know, the fact that you're, you're out there every single week doing a podcast, you know, devoted to women's football and, and these, these players, um, that's that's huge. So thank you. Thank you for all of your support and thank you for all the time and effort you put in interviewing people and just, you know, even giving advice. You've given me, you know, advice and we've talked, you know, off air and I listen to the things you say and, you know, if I agree, I agree. If I don't, I don't. And let's go with it. Right. But you've been yeah, it's instrumental all collaboration in, in the growth and networking. That's what we want to do. Collaboration yeah. and networking. Um, ultimately, you Absolutely. know what? I tell people I got in this I got in this game because I really support I really support the sport 
But ultimately, I just want to make sure that my number one goal when I got here mm-hmm. is just to bring awareness. The networking part for, my, for me is to bring awareness, to spotlight amazing, talented athletes on this planet and literally just bring attention to the sport. I think we've done a good job at that in terms of us, uh, and I think the leagues have elevated themselves to a point where now, you know, even on our platform, people come to our page as an example, and they get to see this news feed that they would normally see where? On an ESPN, a Yahoo Sports, right, USA Today. When you come to us, it's like right in your face. It's like this is what's going on in the sport, whether it be in America, North America, Europe. So it really gives credibility to the sport, to the fact that, okay, there's actual players not just on one continent. It's all over the world. And I think that's the beauty of it. And the fact that you and the other leagues are in America are elevating their game in terms of television, broadcasting, everything. Just, you know, it's just been amazing 10 years. I mean, to me, it's like it's grown so much in, in 10 years that now it's like, you know, everybody's, everybody's hugging and throwing handshakes and doing everything because we know we're, we're at another level. We're at another level of visibility, and all we can do is get better at this and get better. Yeah, I mean, the time is now. You know, this yep. is it. Um, this is one of the biggest things that, that could happen to women's football, um, at least in, in my opinion. And um, it would be, it would be, it would just be absolutely horrible if we didn't take advantage of that, everyone, if we didn't take advantage mm-hmm. of that and, and push, keep pushing forward. Because people are going to listen right now. They're going to see us right now. And they want to know hey, what, what's this about? You know, they're curious now. They want more information. So we've got to keep moving. We've got to keep doing that. We can't just sit back and say, oh, born to play is airing again, and that's it. That's not how this yeah. works. Nope. So. And I think it's going to be awesome this weekend. So July 26, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Check your local times when it's going to be on. ESPN2, born to play, replay once again. Uh, Hats off to Vary Lieberman for doing an amazing job that she did. And then get to watch the 2018 championship Boston Renegades. Wynn, thank you for coming in. Always a pleasure talking to you. Always exciting to kind of chat about the WFA and looking forward to 2021 as well as we kind of go into spring. And hopefully we don't have to deal with this COVID much longer. Thank you so much. I mean, you're, you're amazing. And I really appreciate you just even wanting to talk to me and, and hear what I have to say. So I appreciate you. Thank you, Oscar. Yeah, always a pleasure. Thank you. Have a safe night. Uh, Stay safe. We'll be in contact, and I really appreciate your time. You got it. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Uh, Wynn Dominey from the Maha Blaze, WFA Director of Operations. And uh, what an exciting interview if you want the lowdown on what's going on in the WFA, that's the woman to talk to, uh, besides Lisa King, of course. But other than that, she's got it going on, and what a success, born to play. So let's bring in our panel here. They just, they're just they rolling in. Uh, the salty one, which we missed last week, Mackenzie Brooks, Nate Ward, our X-League insider. Um, guys, I, I mean, I, I could have spoken to win for three hours. I was really hoping you were going to, to be honest. I'm so upset that I missed her. I love when she comes on on the podcast. She always has so much insight, and she's just a super uplifting person. Like, to be honest, she's one of the people that keeps me going. 
sometimes like her and I talk outside of outside the podcast and we're pretty close. Um, and I just I just enjoy her so and she's she's one of the biggest advocates for for women's sports in general, not just football. So I think any time that she gets a chance to be on the podcast, people need to tune in and listen. Uh, you know her. I've known her for a long time. Um, I mean, I, I like I told her right now, she's done a fantastic job for the 24 months, bringing this brand, more sponsors, right, elevating the league brand, getting the owners together, putting up a players pack, now a coaching thing with, uh, uh, you know, with Glacier Clinics. Uh, she's just, just uh, you know, she's put together a lot of things that have made the WFA proud, and I'm hoping the players are very, as proud as as she is about the brand and, and everything that's happening. But this documentary just legit, uh, puts uh, the WFA on another level. Well, I mean, and, and kind of like we talked about right before it came out, before the documentary came out, you know, those of us who, those of us who are players and who are player advocates and who have, who know about the sport and have known about the sport, you know, we've been anticipating this for a while. It's those people on the outside who are just like, oh, there's women's football and it's like full kit and it's not, you know, an X league type thing, um, you know, where you can go to an arena. Like it's, you know, it's an actual full kit style of football. So when you see something, when when other spectators and outside fans see something like that, they're like, whoa, like that's that's an actual thing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I can't tell you how many, how much feedback and how many people I have gotten in my inbox, like on my social media, phone calls, stuff like that, that I have gotten just personally about the documentary uh, as far as like, oh, it, like people ask me, is that that's the kind of football you play? I'm like, yeah, yeah like, it, it, like it's literally on Facebook. Like you literally can go to your own social media and, and look and get all kinds of hands-on content. Like I don't think people understand. It doesn't matter if it's a WFA, WNFC, USWFL, you know, the Women's Canadian League, like, you know, any of the international leagues, like, you literally can get this stuff at the tip of your fingers and you don't have to get it from a huge sporting entity. Like, as much as I love me some ESPN, you know, Fox Sports, all those major big um, sporting engines, like, you literally – we literally are our own sporting engine. Like, women's football at this point, with with all the attention, all the sponsorships, the documentary, um, you know, the, the new leagues that are trying to start up, like, women's football itself is literally its own living, breathing entity. I don't know how many times I have to tell people that and people are finally starting to pay attention. Mac, I will tell you, I told her right now, I mean, I've watched this film for, what, almost 50 times now? And I watched it with ice cream, donuts, and everything else. You can popcorn. I've watched it a lot. And uh, every time I watch it, I still get chills, and I get teary-eyed in certain aspects of it because it's that good. I mean, that good. And like I told Vera, you know, uh, we, we just she, she doesn't understand how much gratitude we have for her. You know, the fact that she can put this together, and, and this is so epic. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't – and it's just, that's just it right there. I don't think people, like, realize – I mean, those of us that are that are heavily inside the women's football community itself know how much work it took and know, you know, the emotions as far as, like, the player side, owner side, you know, putting the documentary together. Like, we personally know what it's like because we already have either been in a position playing or – you know, coaching ownership, you know, or heavily involved. Um, and people don't understand, like, how much gratitude we have to be able to have that platform to show what we can do. Like, if people don't understand. They're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I'm like, it's not anything new to us, but to y'all, like, we, this is something we've been trying to get you guys to see for 
10 plus years, almost hell, two, three decades now. Like, mm-hmm. come on. It's there. It's, it's alive. It's popping. It's not going nowhere no time soon. So people just need to strap up and, and, and recognize that we here, we're not going nowhere. Period. And I, I want to give I want to give her thanks because she's not only done the documentary thing, but for our brand, I can tell you right now, the last two weeks on the hub, huge reach on every post of that movie. Okay, and we did some sponsoring ourselves to get the word out, you know, to about three thousand three thousand fanatics, almost four thousand fanatics in terms of our budget. Um, but she has gotten us so much engagement, uh, amount of reach, and I'm talking Facebook and Instagram primarily. And our download this week, I think I sent it to you guys, we were at 590 stream downloads on July 14th, which is approximately, what, a week after the documentary and a week after the podcast that we interviewed her? 590 downloads, okay? In a year's time, you guys saw that, I think I showed you the graph, in a year's time, our highest download in one day was like 45 downloads, right? If you're talking at a 12-month span. And she took us to 590. That's huge. 590. That's like blowing up. I mean, you know. Wow. I mean, hell, like, like I said, when you, have, when you have the right resources and you have the right platform and you have the right mindset, you would be so surprised what kind of crazy things happen. Well, I mean, Exhibit A, Born to Play has now has, has, is now about to go on its third replay in eight days. Yeah, just yep. about third replay in eight days. Yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just it's the, the, the fact that, you know, I mean, the only other thing to my knowledge that, that like, most recently has not been replayed so much like that has been the Michael Jordan Final Dance documentary and Be Water. Oh, yeah. The Bruce Lee documentary. Yeah, you know, I've not. I've personally not seen anything else been replayed so much, other than those two things. You know, and they, those. You know, Bruce Lee and Michael Jordan are on a are on a way bigger. You know, um, awareness and, and a way bigger popularity scale. But the more this keeps getting replayed, the more people are going to start to realize like this is not going nowhere. I mean, y'all y'all already know how we get down, but now people are starting to realize that's a thing. I can tell you, Mac, I was blown away when I saw that on Chartable. I was like, I got my Chartable report. Oh, you're at 590 streams and downloads. What? Is that, is that a mistake? What? Is that my podcast? That's literally <laughs> my attitude. Somebody made a mistake? I, was, I had to check twice. You know, three times I had to check before I, before I sent it out to you guys. I was like, this is real. This is cool. <laughs> this is huge. Um, so I was like blown away. You know what I mean? I even I even spilled my soda on the counter. Uh, I was with my wife at the time at dinner, and then she's like, "What are you doing? You're like messing up counter room." I'm like, "Did you see this?" I'm like, "This is I I don't think this is a mistake." And I'm like, "And then and then the biggest thing that happened, I get an alert from my buddy who keeps track for my Apple Podcast. We were ranked 48 on the I believe the 18th. On the 18th, we were at 48 uh, ranked, and so far we are now at 135. So we're this close to being in the top 100 under the football category on Apple Podcasts. So I'm just like tickled, Whoa. you know, just Uh-oh. so awesome because that's my goal. My goal is to get to 100, you know, 90 to 100. If we're there, 
oh, my God, am I going to be like just – I'm just going to do cartwheels. I don't do cartwheels. I'll probably get injured or something. But anyways, cartwheels are probably going to happen <laughs> just to get that that level. Um, but I can't thank any – you know, I can't thank everybody. Eric Brown, uh, Erica Lynn, and Kishi Free, Troy Wilson, yourselves, um, you know, Bean and everybody else. I mean, this has been a laboring part for almost nine years. And for us to get on the top 100 list on Apple on a subcategory of football, you know how many football podcasts are out there on the top 100? And for us to just penetrate that on our, our own platform, that is just blows me away. We need to thank you yeah, and the it, athletes because without either of you, there's no us. So, bottom line. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I'm grateful to everybody. I'm grateful to everybody that has listened to us from day one. Grateful to everybody that has shared our stuff, keep subscribing, keep sharing. Uh, I mean, just, it's just huge. And, and our ultimate goal here has always been to bring attention to the sport, to bring awareness to the average fan that we have amazing leagues, we have amazing athletes, and that there is competitive women's tackle football globally. That's our message. I think we're getting there. I think we're getting that message. And this documentary just, it's like, it's like putting that red button and goes, you want to go ahead and set that fire alarm on? Boom. There's the button. We just did the fire alarm. There it is. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. It, it's kind of just like when, I mean, when you think about, I mean, hell, we can even take it back to when, when, when Nate first, you know, first joined us on the podcast, you know, we were doing moderately well, and then Nate joins us, and then we get, you know, more insight, and that's more people, you know, he brings a fan base, and then we have the turnout of coronavirus, then, you know, people are tuning in for those updates, then we turn around and get the drop of the WFLA, you know, starting up, then we bring in, you know, we bring in more awareness and more fan base and, you know, more popularity awareness, and then bang, Born to Play comes out and bang, you know, 590 downloads. And then, soon, you know, sooner or later, to be honest, I think probably, I'm going to call it probably by Christmas, we're going to be in the top 100 for football podcasts on, on Apple. Like, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't care what nobody say because there's, there's really no stopping the, this that we have going on as far as things that we have going in the football, women's football community. There's no stopping it. Like, there's no backtracking. You can't just take this thing away. Like, there's, there's no stopping it. Like, we're here. We're rolling through, y'all. And if you're not ready, get out of the way. <laughs> hey, Mac, I was joking because I remember I sent you the message. What have you done <laughs> by sharing all this stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, oh, man. That's, that's literally my – that was literally my, what have you done, woman? <laughs> and that's like <laughs> – I couldn't believe it. But we have done it, and we're there, and we're relevant. And I think at this point, we're about to punch somebody in the jaw, as my neighbor would say. We're starting, We're going to have to wake somebody Literally. up. Agreed. Punch yeah. Somebody yeah, and then we're going to be right there. Uh, Joe, what's it, What's his name? What's his name out there? Is it Joe Rogan? I'm coming for you, Joe yeah. Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Rogan. <laughs> Come Joe. Watch uh-huh. out. Uh, that was for my niece, by the way. She said, yeah, Joe Rogan, go get Joe Rogan, Uncle Oscar. I'm like, I'm coming for you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Uh, it might take me 10 years. You know, you never know, but I'll, I'll eventually get there, I guess. <laughs> I'm not as entertaining as Joe Rogan yet, but we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll get to it. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm Tickle Pink, so 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. 
July 26th, ESPN2. You can get, you can still get replays on ESPN and ESPN Plus, plus uh, all those replays as well. So Born to Play by the talented Very Lieberman featuring the 2018 National Champions, WFA National Champions, Boston Renegades. All right, check it out, all right? And then there's a bunch of stuff on the Hub. And if you haven't been to the Hub, shame on you. If you haven't been to the Hub, you need to go to the Hub. Every week, the Hub. That's where it's at. The best network on the planet lives at the Hub because we are passionate, we love women's football, and we want to spotlight the amazing talent. So, um, Mac and Nate, we are getting ready for the – Unstoppable three-time champion Helsinki Wolverines to kick off the Finland season in Finland. And it's going to be July 25th and 26th. We're going to be covering it wall-to-wall, including the McKelly Bouncers in Division One. So if you didn't know what's happening, go to the hub. Uh, Finland season is kicking off the Maple League, toughest leagues in the world, right next to the WFA and the WNFC and on the international scene. And they play some kick-ass football out there. Uh, shout out to our Ellie Mazzola, who's playing for the Loya Lions out there. No joke football athlete as well. And so uh, we're excited for the season to kick off. Looking forward to this weekend, and then we'll get that as well. So uh, Mac, Finland, in the house. You can see some football, and they stream stuff. So I'm really awesome, stoked, and excited about it. Well, you know I love me somehow singing over. Look, you know that's been my international team since I started on this podcast. And I'm still rolling with them to winning the game. They're about to go five straight, four straight, six straight. I don't care. They're winning it for the next two, three season period. I don't care what nobody says. Okay. That defense, you can't you, – you, no one is touching that defense. Like, I don't care what – They are – You know, their offense they are is being hard, kind of back and forth. They are hard to beat. They're going for their fifth uh, – their fourth consecutive championship. Fourth championship in a row. So, Huge. Very huge. So we'll get to see it this yeah, weekend, no, 25th, 26th, the kickoff in Finland. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. can't wait. Yeah. Nate. I'm uh, excited, too. Nate, we got uh, uh, Gridiron Queensland announces they're going to have a season uh, pending COVID, of course, September 19th in Gridiron Queensland. So we're going to get to see – the, our talented Nojo football athlete, Christy Moran of the Bayside Ravens out there, as well as Amanda Ewers uh, played out, out as well. So kind of anticipating a great season there. So hopefully they have a season. At this point, everything's slated for September 19th. So women's gridiron on the international scene, and we are going to be the place for you to dive into it at the hub. Absolutely. And again, if you haven't been to the hub, what are you doing? But yeah, I'll take, you know what? You know, we're talking Finland, we're talking Australia, we're talking everything across the map. I'm just, I, I'm all out ready. I, I you know, I'm, I'm a little edgy right now. I'll, I'll take Max Toss. Like, I'm a little salty. I just found out I'm not going to have high school ball this year. They're pushing it back till spring. So I'll take whatever football I can watch. I guarantee I'll be on the hub. I'll be on any live stream I can get. I'm just all out ready to ball, man. I'm ready. So, Mac, you know, Australia has been impressive the last four years. They've always had top-notch uh, live streaming as well, and they do a great job out there. Um, and so, especially Great Iron Queensland, one of the top leagues in Australia, so you don't want to miss it. So, check it out. You get the, uh, you know, the replays on live stream via 
live stream on Gridiron Queensland, and we'll we'll actually share the sites and everything else. So a lot of action happening, including week six in the IWFA in Texas, the Icon Women's Football Association. These uh, Mac, these Austin Ravens, Michelle Marshall, Lonnie Lopez, Tashay Winfrey. I mean, just killing it, eighty-four to eight. Coastal Ben coming in here undefeated. Coastal Ben oh. got a spanking and walked right out of Austin with their tail spin in. They just got obliterated. Look, man, Tashay Winfrey is my, like, I love me so her. I just, man, every time she gets the ball, I'm just like, who's going to touch her? Who's going to, is anybody going to try to stop her? Does that mean, because she's going, someone's going to get hurt, but it's not going to be her. Like, she'd be damned if somebody could get her down. No, no. That I was just like, I don't know. I was like, oh, my God, they're running up the score. I'm like, what, what's happening? I said, is this other team going to come back? You know, and every team every team has a rough game. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it was good for, like, the first, like, ten minutes. And I'm like, something's not right here. I said, something is, like, really off. And then I'm just like, well, I mean, sometimes you got to – you have a bad game. I, I, I mean, hell, I know. I play like sometimes you just have a bad game, but eighty four to eight, like man, I felt oh, I just like and now this and I'm sitting there watching them at this point. This is just like a scrimmage, which and I hate to compare it. You know, I hate to compare like an actual game time scenario to a scrimmage, but I mean, what game you do? Nate, you've seen Marshall, Alani Lopez, and Austin. You Winfrey with the the acoustics. And you saw that one year when they went to almost to the final, right, to the Legends Cup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they are playing eight on eight, just lights out ball in Texas. They are just so comfortable. They are just they, like she said, like Max says, they just, they just put on a clinic after two quarters. They're like, okay, let's just let's just play to show you how it's done, and that's what they did, eighty four to eight. Yeah, Mackenzie said, you know, everybody has those games. There's you had. You have those games, and then there's just, you know, flat out being sent back home to your mama, and that was this. Why? Because, like you said, I, I've seen all three of them play before. It, they're just they're just that dominant. They're just that good. You know, it's you know, you meet those you meet those those forces, whether it be two, three, or an entire line, that you just can't get by. You you cannot stop. And we saw that in this game. You know most dominant team comes in and they get spanked. There's a reason for it because you can't plan for something a lot more dominant. I mean, you can try and, you know, you, you can predict, but at the end of the day, once you're on the field, everything can go out the window. We saw that here. I've seen that with them when they played in LFL and they're just, they're just comfortable. Like you said, you just said yourself, they are comfortable. They are executing just as they would any other day. And they're just, they're just having fun. They're just playing, you know. That's that's all you can do is when when you're ready, when you're set, just go out there, have fun, play the game. And we saw that right there. Simple as that. Mac, uh, these Ravens are just at another level, and they're just putting on a clinic. And what you know, I don't think you're surprised, right? Eight on eight. This is their this is their game. This is their this is what they 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 play all the time. And eight on eight's tough. Right, because you don't have you don't have very leeway for mistakes like you do on eleven, where you can actually correct something on a second level. Here, it's literally first level, and if you if you don't have, you know, the stoppage at that at that point, it's scored. Right, it's just that quick. 
Look, you know, I've I played 11 on 11 full camp most of my life, even from when I was, you know, a young girl. I've played a couple 8 on 8 games. The, the atmosphere of an 8 on 8 game is so much faster. Like, I mean, the, the first time I played 8 on 8, I'm like, there's no way this is about to be that fast. And then you realize you don't have a full line. You're down a running back and a receiver. And like I'm like, all right, well, this may not end the way I think it's going to. Um, but, you know, if you don't – and I think that's the thing is like so with some of these girls that are playing in the 8-on-8 league, they either come from like a full kit or like a flag or they come from an 8-on-8 where it's played like, like a full kit. It's not an actual fast-paced 8-on-8, eight eight, you know, quick drop backs, quick passes, quick slants, you know, short routes things like that. So when you get, you know, when you get into it, it's like, oh, I'm used to playing a little bit slower, but now I'm down three people and I'm got to cover here, got to cover there. I got to, you know, make sure my, you have to make sure everything is more precise when you play all that, you know, eight on eight, nine on nine, or even, you know, in the seventh too. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing. Like people would literally be surprised at like, at the, the, the paceosity of this, of, of the eight on eight leagues, like it's really just you just sit there like holy cow, <laughs> like whoa. The one thing I take away from this whole thing is we're gonna get the clash of clashes in Texas, Ravens, South San Antonio, Texas Legacy, also champions oh. in the in this format. So that is yikes. the clash that we were looking for. Ravens, double yikes. San Antonio, Texas Legacy, Megan Martinez taking on to Shea Winfrey. And the cast of players on both teams. This should be a dogfight. I'm looking forward to a dogfight. So that'll be the premier game in the I, the Icon Women's Football Association. So we'll keep an eye on that. But next week, coming up this week, Mac, uh, I want to see. I want to send some prayers to the Harlingen Hive because they better show up, or they're going to get the same treatment that the the Coastal Bend Legion's going to get. And they got out of town right now. So uh, you know. Yeah, you got you got to be ready because these ravens, they're crowing, they're crowing, they're coming. They better eat their weedies, the protein shake, something. Get yourself prepared. Listen to some Justin Bieber, whatever it is you got to do to get mentally prepared, because that is not going to be no easy game for nobody. Period. Nate, uh, legacy taking on Coastal Bend. Coastal Bend just got butt whipped, eighty-four to eight. They got to slap themselves out of it. Now they got to take on almost an identical team that they just faced last week. Tough back-to-back games for them. Uh, you always feel bad when a team starts hitting a gauntlet, especially when it's two, probably I'd say two out of three most dominant teams. Um, <laughs> you know, say your prayers, eat your Wheaties, and probably be ready to start writing up those last rights because. It's it's not going to be pretty. It's just not. You're getting spanked. You got spanked one week. You're coming uh, hobbling in, practically on crutches and on life support. You really think you're going to stand a chance in this game? I I, I wish them the best, but I don't see it happening. I really don't. Okay, you're, you're, the money, Nate, is on San Antonio Legacy. Is that what you're saying here? Your money's on San Antonio yeah. Legacy. Yeah. Yep. So a uh, big matchup, two-game slate in the Icon Women's Football Association. You can follow them on Facebook at IWFA. Check them out right there 
awesome highlights as well, and we'll be sharing some of those highlights from both matches at the Hub. So, uh, Mac, this is the football we're looking forward to. This is going to be a great weekend. And then uh, after this week six, week seven, looking forward to that Austin Ravens-San Antonio-Texas Legacy Clash. That I'm waiting to see. So it's really exciting there. All right, you guys, um, if you haven't listened to us, I hope you, I hope you, you know, you're on a platform. But if you're on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, shame on you, because you should be listening to us. So check us out and uh, subscribe as well. We're on GlobalWomenSportsRadio.com. So check us out there as well, and as always on the flagship Block Talk Radio. So uh, Mac, what do we say about the NFL here? NFL and NFLPA still negotiating. No preseason games probably. Um, they can't come to a, an agreement. Um, should we have preseason games at this point or just go cold turkey and go until week one? Well, being an athlete myself, I don't like doing things cold, and I only eat turkey on Thanksgiving. I like the two together. So, if it were me, I will probably try to crank out at least one to two, you know, cut the preseason game schedule in half, that way, everybody, every team has game time scenario, you know, type that things that you never want to go into a season just cold turkey. Like every other league that you see, MLS, MLB, NBA, WNBA, you know, women's football, the nines, rugby, and it don't matter any sport, there's always a preseason to it. So I don't see why, you know, a pandemic as, you know, as bad as it is, like I don't want anybody trying to give me grief that I don't think it's bad because it is. But you also, you know, you want to provide the sports for people. You want the players to be able to, you know, do their jobs and play their sports. But don't, don't, or try not to veer away from, you know, the original schedule at hand. So that means if you have to cut it in half or alter a little bit to still have a season, then do that. Don't make, you know, cut it down to two. Don't have four. You know, that way every team gets one to two games to knock out some rust and then go into the season. That, that, I mean, that's just how I feel. I don't know. Nate, how do you feel about it? No, you're, you're absolutely right. Don't, don't just go straight into the season. You're, 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 you're playing, you're doing two things. One, you're playing with fire. You are risking these players. And two, you're not giving uh, potentials a chance to see if they can even, I mean, at this point, you're probably not worried about having people make a roster, but you at least give them a shot. I do agree, cut it in half, give them two preseason games to go out there, stretch their legs, get things worked out. Don't don't risk sending them out there just absolutely frozen and risk extravagant injuries the first week. I mean, that would be probably the biggest killer, not just to a team, but maybe even also the league to have, like, a star player injure himself on, like, the first drive of the season just because you didn't do preseason games and didn't have the proper workout length. I mean – even MLB is making time for a summer camp to make sure their guys are ready. So there, there's no excuses for NFL. If every other sport is taking the time to make sure the players are prepped, there is no excuse for the NFL to not at least make some effort to get them out there and let them get prepped in the proper manner like they normally would. I agree. I think that it needs to happen. I mean, they got to come up with some sort of compromise, especially with all this virus ha- happening. I, I really think – they got to air this out and be cautious about it. I, I doubt there's going to be fans in the stands at this point. It, there might be some fans in the stands based on 
you know, certain state guidelines or they're allowing fans with social distancing. They were already doing like eight rows for accommodation. So, and then we talked about last week uh, about the helmet, you know, the enclosure helmet with the Oakley cover-up, as Holly alluded to, probably a test run needs to be done prior to the season. So there's a lot of question marks in terms of what the NFL is going to do with launching it. So uh, we're going to have to stand by on that. Um, Mackenzie, what a mess in Washington. Name change. And now we got 15 employees with the sexual harassment and verbal abuse allegations. Uh, I mean, can it get any worse for Dan Snyder? Oh, it could. Don't don't even say that. We all know it could get worse for Dan Snyder. I mean, he's all, <laughs> he's already got a lot on his plate, and now he got more because there's 15 sexual harassment accusation cases, and the fact that you know he's now trying to figure out you know, what they're going to name the Washington U now. <laughs> so, I mean, it could get, it could be a lot worse, but it's not looking super, super great for Dan Snyder. No way. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if I'm Dan Snyder, I, you know, I, I'm trying to do my best to keep a level head about all this while it's hard, you know, being the owner and GM of the Washington football team in the NFL. Um, and with all that going on, you know, pandemic, um, case, you know, sexual harassment cases, name change, franchise change, possibly losing your sponsorship, you know, FedEx, you know, because, you know, you, if you decide not to change your name, you no longer have a named field, which could potentially lose you revenue in the short run anyway, because you don't have a named field and nobody's going to want to come at a name, an unnamed field, you know, after, you know, COVID is done kind of thing. So, no, I just, yeah, I mean, it could get worse, but it ain't looking too great as it is. Uh, Nate, what do you, uh, Ron Rivera's got to be saying, what the hell did I come here for? <laughs> All this happening <laughs> on his watch. I mean, I felt bad for the guy because he's basically in mud now, whether he likes it or not. It's like, <laughs> first the name changed, and now we have, like, internal issues with, you know, sexual harassment and abuse. And it's not, he's not, like, involved with anything, we hope, but it's just a black eye on the franchise right now. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, secretly he's on the phone right now looking at his other options. Seriously. It, I mean, honestly, when, when it first, you know, before any of this happened, I mean, uh, unless one thing had led to another, who knew? Who knew? I mean, it started with the name change, then we heard droplets of other things happening, and then boom, you know? Somebody hit the 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 button on a nuclear bomb, um, and yeah, no, Mackenzie's right. You know, losing sponsorship, nobody's going to want to come to a nameless field. You've got all this going on. Suddenly, suddenly that 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 name change seems like the the smallest thing you you could ever have to worry about. And if I'm Ron, <laughs> I'm one out. <laughs> Bottom line. You know, I, I know he hasn't even had a season yet to even try to change the team, but right now there's so much more going on that I just – I'm not wanting any part of it, you know. I, I'm I'm looking at a way out. I mean, good for him if he sticks out and, you know, things turn out for the better for him, but I, I, I wouldn't want to see what happens if this keeps getting worse and worse. Well, let's hope Jennifer King, um, you know, kind of like – Stays a storm because that's a great opportunity for her to be on an NFL team. But Mac, uh, right. probably not what she predicted when she got onto the team <laughs> that all these things were going to happen this year 
in itself. But uh, I'm pretty, free, I'm pretty sure Jen's level-headed. She's going to maneuver through all this and just, you know, help the club in other ways as well. But this, these allegations are serious. Uh, the name change we already knew was going to be some of a controversy issue as well. Um, the NFL, Mac, in Washington, I mean, doesn't look great for the NFL as a shield. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I mean, <laughs> I try to laugh, but great is a, doesn't look great as an understatement. Um, but in terms of Jen King, we all know how Jen King works and operates. We all know what she's about. We all know she knows her game, and we all know that she's extremely knowledgeable about various parts of football. And I think with her coming coming into the Washington team, uh, you know, staff and franchise base, even you know, regardless with everything else, all the extra stuff going on that doesn't quite have to that isn't quite involved with her per se. I think she's already has made a difference by. Being being another strong female that's been brought into the into the into the league of the shield. Um, as far as everything that's not great outside of Jen King, I don't really have no explanation for y'all right now. Like I don't know what you want me to say, Nate and Oscar. Like I mean, and like I said, it could get worse. It really could be worse. But at this point, I don't think Dan Snyder wants worse. I think he wants to try to get through this as quickly and as you know attentionless as possible. But I don't quite think that part's gonna happen. I agree. I think that's that's where we're at right now. Um, Mac, uh, the NFL joins the World Games 2022, so we're gonna have international flag competition, men's and women's, uh, with international competition. So that's a really great move. Um, I don't know why they're not supporting women's tackle. That's the question that I got from everybody else. They're supporting women's you know, men's and women's flag for the World Games. So I guess it's a start, if you want to call it that. Look, you know, we all know how we got here. Stepping stones, Oscar. We can't rush perfection, okay? You can't rush progress. you got to start somewhere and build off of that. You know, we've got women's collegiate five football now. That's a thing. That's one milestone, okay? Before, we had Sam Gordon um, and helping create full awareness for younger girls. Now that's a stepping stone. Now there's more states that have, you know, full kit young girls football so they can, you know, play football and progress, and now they can go to college and play flag or even get a chance to play tackle, you know, at that higher elite level. Then you get done, you know, with grade school. You have the semi-pro leagues. You now have the world games with, you know, flag. You've you got to start somewhere. And I think that's what people's misconception is. While I'm totally with, like, y'all need to, you know, just hop on this full kit board, but you got to start somewhere. So start with flag, see how it goes, build it up, and then bang. You don't even have to build up full kit women because it's already there. Nate, are you in the same same path there? You agree with her? In some ways, but I also I, I want to point out the NFL did have a showcase of full kit at the Pro Bowl. They know it exists. Why not put your money on backing that and supporting that instead of starting with a lower level? You know it exists. You've already shown a partial support to it by showcasing it at halftime of your all-star game. Why would you not grow from there? That's just that's just my, my question. You somebody know, you disagree with me if you somebody want. Somebody sent me a message saying, why can't the NFL do another NFL Europa with the women's league? You know, six-team NFL Europa. They do it with they did it with the you know the league in Europe, 
You know, why can't they, you know, invest and throw away some money if that's going to be the, you know, the, the way you say you see it, it's put away, you know, because with NFL Europe or NFL Europa, that's what they did. They put it up and then eventually they shut it down, but they lost money. So, you know, why not take a gamble on women's tackle football in a similar format like NFL Europa as an example? So here, I'll, I'll even do you guys one better. So just kind of piggybacking off of what Nate said about, you know, them already showcasing women's full kit, you know, during the Pro Bowl. I mean, they've already supported it by having the platform for Born to Play to be on. You know, Born to Play is out there. They know. Like, just like Nate said, you know, it's out there. Y'all know it exists. So why aren't you hopping on? Like, I absolutely understand that. But I think I think where their mindset is is like, okay, we're already, you know, giving money here, giving money there, doing this, charity. You know, they want to make sure that they're getting the full investment for their money. And at this point, I think they just need to – I personally just think they need to suck it up and put in put put in money for, for women's full kit. Like, but I, like I said, I understand the business aspect, but I, under, I also understand, like, being being an athlete in a women in a full kit women's league. Right. I, I get it. So, I, like, I, you know, I see both sides of it. I definitely see where you two are coming from, and I see, like, the athletes inside of this, like, can y'all just, like, actually invest in it and give it a chance? Like, you can't get something – um, you know, you can't get something to grow if you don't invest in it. No, and, and what's the the NFL? Be... Go ahead, Nick. Oh, I was gonna say, and with the the NFL Europa, I think you almost would have to instead like partner up with an already existing league and support them instead of starting your own branch. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that's still fresh in a lot of people's minds how they started this with the intent of having another division of the NFL, and then they just kind of go try to let it brandish on its own and just kind of failed it. So I think it's still fresh in a lot of people's minds. And I think they just think back to that if they created an NFL women's wing. So I think you'd almost have to um, have an existing women's league climb on your back, work as their own brand, but kind of almost be like feeding them. So almost have uh, the NFL being a feeder to the, the lower levels in a way. Well, the one key that we have here is the NFL has all the logistics to make that happen. And if you get like the WNFC or the WF, WFA or even WFLA as an example, um, then you'll be able to put a, a proven, you know, six to eight teams nationwide. Because once the money, yep. the NFL money comes into play, it won't matter. You can literally say this is – you know, NFL women's, you know, NFLW, for example, as a name, and you can start cherry picking, okay, we're going to get, we're going to take Utah, we're going to take Boston, right? We're going to take DC, we'll start taking Texas Elite, right? You, you can start cherry picking what what teams you want to, uh, you know, put under the umbrella and put together front and center. No different than X League, right? No different than the XFL, in other words. XFL, Fair what point. they did with the XFL and things like that. So they have the means for it. They have the means. I mean, do you not think like, you know, uh, uh, Molly comes up, NFL says, hey, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, support you 100% with funding and everything else, and you're a full-blown franchise? <laughs> sign me up, right? Odessa, sign me up. Sign me on, yeah. Right? It's just, yeah, I mean, there's like, there's going to be no, no, no negativity coming from the woman's side, especially when the big check's going to be showing up and all the logistics are going to come with it. Um, it's just going to benefit them ultimately. So we'll see if that comes about because that's Tia Deck athlete, influencer, and now brand new shoe line, 
Tronus Official, and it launched uh, yesterday. And uh, so if you got her shoes, um, you can get them for, I think, over 225 is the price tag. Uh, they're pretty nice-looking shoes, and one of the first female athletes to have a shoe company by herself. And uh, from what I'm told, it did pretty well on the launch. If you got VIP access prior to the launch, you got pretty well first firsthand in terms of getting the shoes. Um, you can get the article right there from swagher.net. Spotlights her success there. So Santia Deck making moves, not just uh, you know the face of the WFLA, but now uh, you know shoe company owner. You know, I think with Santia Deck having this. Uh you know, her own shoe, like her own shoe company, not underneath nobody, like her own tangible company, I think people are going to be able to, to you know, put a little bit more faith in the WFLA, to be completely honest, because she, they have made her the face of the WFLA. She now has her own shoe company. That's something they can kind of attach it with, like, oh, that's a league. Oh, she's a player in the league. She has her own company. This may actually, you know, become a thing. So and I think I think with her doing that, it's going to bring the positivity and, in other words, shut a little bit of the haters up. Not so much me because I don't ever stop talking and I like to see more tangibility. But that's just me. Y'all know I'm the salty one. That's how I get down. But in retrospect, with 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 her having her own her own her own personal shoe company not under Nike, Adidas, none of the you know none of the big ones with her own. Own, having her own company and it has doing well on the launch, which was yesterday. I think it's going to make a little bit more of a difference in the eyes of people, you know, that are that are doubting the WFLA in, in terms. I guess is really what I'm saying. I really agree. I think she's done a great job in you know bringing attention to her league. She's on the NFL flag committee as well with uh, Phoebe Sketcher and uh, the rest, you know, Katie Sowers, uh, Angelica Grayson, and everybody else on there. So. Um, you know, she's being influential in that way. So getting her new company going, congratulations to her. Takes a lot of labor and time and networking. So Tronus Official at TronusOfficial.com. You can go there and get a new line of shoes. You get black shoes, you get Olympic style shoes, and you also get a, another set of white shoes. So there's three different versions you can get. Uh, I believe the price tag is about 225 So if you can afford it, go check it out and get one of the uh, basically, what, commemorative at this point? Kind of like the Jordan-style stuff. So commemorative shoes, first shoe out for Santia Deck. So if you can get it, um, get the article there at swagherd.net, and that spotlights uh, Santia Deck. Also, the news that came out was WFLA merchandise will be launching this coming week. You can go to the, the WFLAfootball.com site, get the details there on the news going to be rolled out. And that was uh, courtesy of uh, Lupe Rose on Instagram at the boss, the CEO boss on Instagram, and she announced that yesterday. All right, um, Nate. Uh, the other situation we had was um, X League set to unveil full unis on July 27th. We kind of got a teaser of the unis already. Um, a lot of the feedback on our site was just uh, you know they could have done more or they could have just gone gone full full traditional, but uh, we'll see what it really looks like once it's put together on a player and see how, you know, how it looks at this point because we saw some of the demos on the suite uh, level access, but it unveiled on the 27th. So hopefully it looks awesome and we don't get, a, you know, this Mike Ditka 
you know, dud news again. Yeah, I I, I hope so. Um, you know, I I will admit um, was a little underwhelmed. The the bottom half of the jersey did look a, a little shorter than expected. However, I will give credit that the shoulder pads were as advertised, very full, uh, full broad front on the 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 jersey. Um, I am going to reserve full on opinion until we see it on an actual player and not on the, um, as somebody noted out, the probably severely underpaid uh, Invisible Woman. <laughs> right. Mac, what do you think? Um, and, they, they're upgrading. They're going to put together uh, an outfit. So I guess it's, it's wait and see for us until we can figure out what it's, how it's going to look like and what it's going to look like. You know, I thought it was, it was tasteful, you know, it, it, I like the change. I love the change itself. But I think, you know, I, I kind of got to go with Nate, you know. <laughs> we have to see what it looks like on an actual player, not the highly underpaid <laughs> Invisible Woman, you know, that, that is displayed on. But I love I love the attempt. I mean, it's not, not really attempt, but I love I love the fact that they're they're – making the stride to do it, you know, it, other than just hearsay that, you know, rumors, stuff like that. Like, they've made, an, they've made an attempt, they've produced a product, and now it's, you know, it's it's on display you know, as far as digitally and virtually. We've just not seen it on an actual player yet. And I think that's the change. Uh, a lot of people were criticizing, you know, why not go to a full helmet like the IWFA does, um, you know, in terms of that, hockey, the hockey helmet still stays. Uh, Mac, I think it's just the fact that the hockey visor gives the fans more of a face to the player. I'm thinking that's why they left it the way they did it, because the full helmet sometimes takes away from the visibility of the player in terms of what they look where the hockey helmet, you pretty much get a visual front and center of what the player looks like. So, or I'm thinking feedback from the players is they've played in these hockey helmets for so long that maybe they don't want to change it either. You know, I'm still not a fan of the hockey helmet because it's not—it's not even so much for me looks. It's so much for me the safety aspect of it. You're playing mm-hmm. football. I mean, and even hockey players, some most hockey players that I've even known and seen don't wear the half helmet anymore. Like I don't think I see very for very many half helmet hockey players. I could be wrong. I'm not a huge hockey fan, but from what I have seen. There's normally a caged face mask on the helmet itself, which would still mean that there's facial protection, which is kind of what you need in football. Just, I'm just saying, you know. Right. No, I, I think that's the feedback. Is, uh, if they're listening to the players, hopefully we get to a state where the helmet is full, full helmet, like the uh, like the Icon Women's Football Association does in uh, in Texas, because it could be, you know, that's the same type of setup. It just goes to that. But the LFLs uh, or the X-League is somewhat different, I guess, if you want to call it modified arena league at this point. So we'll wait and see. July 27th, the unveil. Uh, Don't forget, you guys, July 26th, 2 p.m., 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, ESPN2, born to play. Don't miss it. Um, And like I said, I've seen it over 50 times. All of us have seen it. It's a great film by Viri Lieberman featuring the 2018 Boston Renegades. All right, guys, we've got a couple minutes here. On the hub, 
uh, Mac, there's three ladies that are uh, in competitions for some magazine covers. Okay, we have Carla Kozak, former Chicago Bliss All Star. She is in competition in the semifinals for the Maxim CoverGirl magazine cover contest, which is like I think twenty-five thousand for first place. So she's in there, and then we have the talented Louise Cook of the DC Divas of the WFA, and Liz Kamak of the Maha Blaze and formerly Denver Dream. They're both in competition for the Miss Fitness and Health uh, magazine contest, which is twenty grand. So what do you think of that? Pretty awesome. We got to get them over the top, so you guys can go vote daily, and you guys can do warrior votes as well for dollars. Otherwise, you get a free vote every day. So there's no reason why we can't get any of you know any of the three ladies get them the prize and also help them out with it. So support the women's football community that way. So Louise Cook and Liz Claymack on the Miss Fitness Health contest, and you had uh, Carla Kozak for the Maxim Mag Cover Girl contest. You know, I've been following all three of these cover contests since they started, and the fact that there's there's three players as a finalist for each of these covers is crazy. And there's absolutely, just like you said, there's absolutely no reason why we can't get one of them if it's not all three of them on, you know, on these covers. There's zero reason. So, like I right. said, if, like I said before, if y'all don't get to the hub, get yourself to the hub. Go make these votes. Let's get the awareness and let's let's keep this trend rolling on women's football. Like people, but y'all, you're just gonna how have cool, to step up to the plate. How cool would it be to get Louise Cook on there, WFA, uh, DC Divas on the cover of Miss Fitness and Health, or even Liz Kamak, and then Carla Kozak as Maxim Mag Cover Girl. I mean, it's just anyways, you can vote daily. Go there. You can basically go to their links on their Instagrams on all three of their Instagrams. You can go to the bio and then uh, basically do a vote every day. All right, guys. Uh, Pack show. We had Wynn Dominique coming in here talking all things WFA. So you're up to date on the WFA. And then we talked about the Icon Women's Football. And we also talked about NFL and Cynthia Deck's awesome new uh, shoe line. So for Nate Ward, Mackenzie Brooks, and the absent Holly Custis, Oscar Lopez here is. We'll see you here for 331 on the Blitz. Have a great evening, everybody.